It's easy, far too easy, to look at the unbanked and underbanked as a populace belonging to areas of poverty, especially overseas. But here in America, the problem hits close to home, especially among the struggling middle class and recent college graduates. Is it time to consider a fresh point of view? To find out, we'll be talking with Loveline Sadu, co-founder, president, and chief strategy officer at Bank Mobile. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. Come on in. Don't miss our immersive annual event, BAI Beacon, which takes place in Orlando, Florida, October 9th through 11th. It takes a team to transform an organization, and each team member has their own area of expertise that's critical to the effort. At BAI Beacon, you can find the topics most relevant to your individual role and regroup at the end of the day with fresh perspective and ideas. To find out more, visit BAIBeacon.com. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Fantastic to have you here with us. And today on the podcast, coming in from New York City, we have Loveline Sadu. Loveline is the co-founder, president, and chief strategy officer at Bank Mobile, a completely digital bank. And they offer an entirely fee-free checking account aimed at helping the underbanked millennials and middle-income Americans. The goal of Bank Mobile is to make sure that Americans have an affordable effortless and financially empowered banking experience. And Loveline, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. You are serving the particular needs of a younger generation of customers. How do you do that? It definitely overlaps with the younger generation, but really the bank mobile business came into being to address problems that we realized were not being addressed. So for example, consumer needs and behaviors are definitely shifting as it relates to their financial life and how they're even interacting with financial services. So for example, it was pretty astounding to me that about 34 million households in the U.S. are unbanked or underbanked. About a third of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Almost 50% of Americans are not even able to pay for a $400 emergency if that happens. And how are banks responding? Banks are charging these same Americans about $33 billion a year in just overdraft fees. And so it was very apparent to us that consumers are looking for an affordable alternative to banking. And that's really why we came into business. We really feel that with our technology and without the overhead cost and our unique B2B2C strategy, we're able to have a much lower customer acquisition cost. And between those two costs being lower, we're able to profitably serve a community that tend to be more underserved historically. Then we get to the question of student loan debt, and this is a full-blown financial crisis. Debt.org shows that the per-student figure has nearly doubled from 2004. It's now $38,000 per student, and many banks have overlooked this issue. What are you doing to address this? We're actually in the financial aid refund business. So today we have relationships with about 800 campuses across the country. And we help solve a pain point for these universities in transferring money between the school and the students. And this is usually in the form of financial aid refunds. So what's left over 
after a student applies their loan to tuition. And that's a way for us, for these students to choose, do they want to receive this money from their school ACH to an existing bank account, or do they want to open a bank mobile vibe account? And through this process today, we're opening about 300 to 400,000 new accounts a year, which I'm really proud about because back to your question about how are we helping these students? So firstly, We're saving our students about $90 million a year in fees relative to competitors that they would be banking with. And that's based on CFPB statistics of average cost of a checking account. So we have, under our understanding, the most affordable account out there for our students. So when they're being pinged with all the student debt and having to sort of deal with the burdens of that, we're making sure that at least on the banking side that they can be provided access to very affordable banking. And then on top of that, when these students graduate, we make sure that this demographic has access to credit. So we've launched personal loans and are on our way to launch credit cards later this month, as well as a suite of other credit products through the end of the year to make sure that we help strengthen their credit and provide them access when they so need it. And it sounds like there's an overlap there between those challenges and the ones that middle-income Americans and the underbanked face. Tell us about how you are attempting to tackle that problem. Yeah, so for us, it's really about, one, addressing affordability, and two, this lack of financial education. So from the affordability standpoint, we were the first fee-free bank to be launched in the U.S., and we're going to continue a low-fee to no-fee model just because of the overhead structure or the lack of that. On the education front, we have a financial coach on staff that for our direct deposit customers is always there for one-on-one coaching to develop plans. We've also developed curriculums and courses that cover basic budgeting, psychology of money, the different components of credit, retirement and savings tactics, et cetera, that we have a lot of our customer base go through out of choice. And then we also have launched recently Paradigm Money, which is our financial education website that focuses on creating content that is very digestible, that focuses on finances as it relates to work, family, well-being, etc. And all the different topics, which is basically everything in life that finances actually touches and provides tangible advice and guidance on how to navigate through this. Finances do touch every area of life. It's incredible how much that is missed. And as you continue to grow in scale, some exciting things happening that are going to allow you to forward that mission. Tell us a little bit about the merger process with Flagship Community Bank and why you're spinning off Customers Bank? Sure. So Customers Bank was really, you could think of it as our VC. They really incubated us, provided the initial capital to get where we are today and to sort of contextualize where we are today. We are the largest and fastest growing digital bank that's serving millennials, low middle income Americans, and really are in the top 15 banks today in terms of number of consumer checking accounts. We have close to 2 million accounts today with an average age of 27. So we've definitely grown considerably with their support and with their infrastructure, but we're really focused now on becoming an independent company and being able to continue our growth and really focus on our business as a whole rather than any distractions with being combined with a business bank, which is what Customers Bank is. And two, there's also 
some positive impacts that will hit our revenue stream that relate to the Durban Amendment, and specifically it's part of Dodd-Frank, that relates to interchange revenue for banks that are over $10 billion in assets. Banks that are over $10 billion make less than banks under $10 billion in assets. And Customers Bank, our parent company, is currently over $10 billion. And interchange revenue is an important part of our revenue stream. So that's another important reason we divest and continue our growth. Continuing your growth, what are some of the goals that you have over the next few years? So today we're acquiring about three hundred to 400,000 accounts a year. Our goal is really to be acquiring close to a million accounts a year. And more importantly, not only are we acquiring these customers, but we're doing it at a low customer acquisition cost and really utilizing a unique strategy to be able to do that. And then carrying out our mission. You know, our target demographic is one that is really going to benefit from access to financial services. So making sure that these customers that are coming in are really those that we can provide an added benefit to in terms of affordability and convenience and education. As you scale up and get larger and larger, how are you going to be able to keep delivering on those goals? You know, our whole business model is based on scalability and utilizing technology. So it's really being able to continue what we're doing today, focus on our core values. And we've built everything in a very scalable way from our operations to our customer service to any of the products that we've developed and put out there, they're definitely built to be technology-enabled and scalable. So that won't be a problem for us. It's about continuing our growth and making sure that we consistently just focus on executing on our strategy. Fantastic. And then if we broaden the view a little bit to look to the digital banking sector at large, what do you see as the areas where the most growth potential can be realized? Yeah, I think there's so much untapped potential. Like even looking back in financial services, I think it's one industry that really has only taken charge over the last three to five years where we've seen players come in and try to disrupt the status quo. But from a branch-based model to the products that banks are offering, it hasn't changed in the last 100 years. So I think the opportunity to really take advantage of exponentially growing technologies, for example, is huge. So how can banks utilize the internet of things to create a better experience? How can we use and implement voice banking, biometrics to make banking easier and more seamless, but also more secure? There's a lot of technologies out there. How can we use artificial intelligence to more proactively serve our customers and help them make better decisions and be able to offer them right products and services right in the moment when they need it the most. So I think there's a lot of untapped potential to be able to utilize a lot of these technologies that are now available to us. With all that potential, it's fantastic to hear about everything that you're doing to realize it in your corner of the digital banking sphere. Loveline, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Loveline Sadu is the co-founder, president, and chief strategy officer at Bank Mobile, a completely digital bank. You can look for Loveline on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, consumer needs and behaviors are shifting, but the obstacles are staggering. 34 million households are underbanked and unbanked. One-third live paycheck to paycheck, and close to 50% aren't able to cover an emergency of just $400. 
This presents an opportunity for banks to attract and keep new customers by helping them negotiate the toughest financial challenges. Number two, as your bank continues to show increasing awareness of and interest in the financial literacy of your customers, think of the three C's, curriculum, courses, and coaches. Teaching and guiding people on how to budget and invest, for example, can reap huge rewards for banks. Remember that for your potential customers, money touches every aspect of their lives. And number three, the key to serving the underbanked and young customers lies in realizing the untapped potential of exponentially growing technology that comes through voice banking, the internet of things, biometrics, and especially artificial intelligence, BAI's trend of the year. The overarching goal as customer needs and tastes evolve must be to improve in the moment banking. NTC is an implementer of community outreach programs for banks, credit unions, and government agencies, and an award-winning customer engagement contractor. NTC believes that truly effective community outreach initiatives are those that make an emotional connection with customers, employees, and key stakeholders. Programs include financial literacy, budgeting and saving, securities and fraud, and investor education, and more. Be sure to visit nationaltheater.com to find out more. And now BAI Banking Strategies brings you the aha moment where our podcast guest shines a light on that point in time where realization revelation or exploration made all the difference in their financial services career sometimes the start to an impactful bank career is thinking inside the box and what you have to pack in it when your company goes belly up the first day you're on the job here lovelene sadu talks about how the breakup of lehman brothers and losing a brand new job went from a tragedy to an epiphany. Graduated from college, first day on the job after six weeks of training, and it was the Lehman bankruptcy. And of course, I was starting my career. And so I remember calling HR and I was like, guys, what's going on? Should we come in? And their, their response was business as usual. So did go in that day to work and I think it was definitely very impactful to me because as you probably remember yourselves, you know, watching on the news, people walking out with boxes and so many lives being hurt by that event and starting my career and seeing sort of the fragility of the American financial landscape definitely had an impact on me and definitely oriented me in terms of the direction that Bank Mobile is going today and making sure that those that need it most have a platform where they can come in and then have the access that they need and they deserve so they can really lead fulfilling lives and have their finances taken care of. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. And here are a few reminders from yours truly and your friends at BAI. First of all, if you haven't done so, subscribe to our daily newsletter. It's free to sign up. And be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts. Also, be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter to stay up to date on BAI's latest and greatest. You can catch me on LinkedIn. Be sure to connect. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.